you have your Bibles, the scripture is there on the screen that we're going to be looking at, and um, it's Genesis 22, 1 through 5, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Genesis 22, 1 through 5, uh, but then I'm going to skip to verse 8 uh, also. But this is what the word of the Lord says, Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I will, and I, I'm sorry, and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. And then verse 8, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. And so that is going to uh, be the, the scripture that we're looking at. And I was joking with Keith about um, the, the theme for Candidate Sunday is, is radical faith. And when I looked at this picture, I don't know if that's faith or stupidity. But uh, God did not call me to jump out of an airplane yet, and I hope he doesn't. But if he does, I guess we would say the Lord will provide. Hopefully the parachute will, will open up. Uh, but, you know, I also understand that not everybody is called to be an officer. But we're all called by God to exercise radical faith. And radical faith is simply trusting. Because when it gets down when you get down to it friends, if you really trust God, it can be scary. Trusting God is scary. Because uh, as much as we love to do the little illustration where someone uh, is standing in front of you and you tell them to fall back and I'll I'll catch you. Uh, I, I wish trusting God was that easy. You know, sometimes it's, it's scary. What we see here, though, is that God did not give this test to Abraham first. There were other tests that he had. And, and it was, in a way, building up to this point. I want you to know that in, in, in all of our lives, the Christian life is a test. There's health crises. There's financial crisis. There's national and international crisis. We're living in all of those right now. And through all of that, I think God wants to remind us that radical faith is not the faith that William and Catherine Booth had, just them. You can have radical faith. You're going to need radical faith to get through what, what this life throws at us. And not just that, what God wants to do in you and through you. In verse 8, 
God, Abraham said, God will provide. And we know that to be, we, we, we say the phrase all the time, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. A more literal translation, though, of the Hebrew expression, Jehovah Jireh, would be simply, the Lord will see to it. Whatever situation you're facing, and, and let's face it, I wish we could all just say, well, there, here's just the one situation I'm facing. Most of us are facing multiple situations. True faith, radical faith, is radical trust. When we can say, you know what? The Lord will see to it. The Lord saw to Abraham's test. And he saw to supplying everything that Abraham would need for that test. The Lord will forever see to it. Never forget that name, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. When you and I come to a situation that appears impossible, and many times, let's just go ahead and be honest, the Lord allows many situations to be impossible. Because if, if you could act upon it, if I could do what I needed to do, I wouldn't need God. I don't need to trust God if I can handle it myself. So God many times puts us in places, uh, and, and as we read here, He does test us. He does not tempt you. Okay, uh, let's, let's make sure we distinguish. Satan tempts you to fail. God tests you to make you stronger. That's two very different uh, things. But when do we need to say the Lord will see to this? Many situations. I'll just name a few. Your son is on his way to a frontline deployment. The Lord will see to him. Your daughter opts to marry much sooner than you had anticipated. The Lord will see to her. Your doctor calls you in for a face-to-face -face consultation after test and, and not only that, also tells you to bring your spouse with you, the Lord will see to this. Friends, God will always provide. All he's asking for us is radical faith, and radical faith is simply trusting. Because trusting is, is hard, and I'm going to tell you why. I know I haven't been here long, but I can say this about all of you, including me. You're all control freaks. And so am I. When it comes to your life, you won't control. I won't control. That is why they always say that when you're born, you come into the world like this, right? Mine. That's the first word we usually learn. Or if you're from Mississippi, mines. That's mines. That's mine. You're not going to take it. Releasing control takes radical faith. Opening up your hands and saying, Lord, you will have to see to it. That's trust. So this morning, whether you're a candidate or you're not, no matter what situation or multiple situations you find yourself in, in every one of those situations, the Lord wants all of us to trust and say, you, Lord, will see to it. Now, please understand, Abraham still had to obey. When we say the Lord will see to it, please understand we're not throwing up our hands saying, you know what, I'm just going to be a, 
a pacifist and I'm just going to sit here and whatever happens, happens. God's never told us to do that. We're not called to have a lazy faith. We're still called to do what we're supposed to do. We're still going to read our Bible. We're still going to come to the church. We're still going to fellowship with the Lord, uh, whether we feel close to God or not. But it's in these situations where it takes radical faith. And what else is radical faith? It takes risk. I wish we could live in a world where we didn't have risk. But if we did, we would lose out on so many blessings from God. I want you to think in these short moments that we have, what provision you need that only God can provide. Now, I'm not talking about, well, Lord, you know that, that, uh, that, that car or that truck or that house that, that I just really need. I'm not talking about that. I mean an essential provision. And many of the times for us today, the essential provisions is what's on the inside. What do you really need from the Lord? We just need to simply trust and also expect His supernatural involvement. We have to accept whatever He chooses to provide regardless of how unlikely or unusual He uh, decides to fulfill that request. Rest in His unfailing love and righteous character. Now, the story of Abraham offers uh, some deeper insights and very clearly, or quickly, excuse me, and I hope clearly, I want to go through these. Number one, what you and I cling to is usually what God asks you to release. Now, for I, I could say this, and my wife, she's not in here, but I know I can say this about her. For, for her, it's our children. And, and, and during this little COVID spell that we were under, she... she you know, she said, look, I'm sleeping in that room, you're sleeping in this room, and, and, and the two shall never meet. And I said, you know, Amber, most people call this being separated. And, uh, and we're not. I just, you know, I know this is live, so let me just be, be clear. Uh, but, you know, for, for many of us, it's our children or our family. And we say, Lord, you know, that's exactly what happened to Abraham. The greatest thing God gave him, God finally said, okay, now please understand, what we understand from Scripture, Isaac was not 10. More than likely, Isaac was probably an older teenager. And so he had had him for many years, and finally God said, okay, now it's time for you to find out, do you love me or do you love the gifts I give you more? Many times God asks us to release our grip on what we treasure most. Maybe for you it's a possession or, or something that you can buy. Maybe it's your vocation. One of the issues with many people like me who wear this uniform, our identity becomes our uniform. And sometimes God says, no, you, that's not. My relationship with you should be number one. Maybe it's a lifelong dream that you have that, that you just want to fulfill and God's saying, you know what? I want you to release that to me. What would your life look like if you had radical faith enough to release the thing that God tells you to release? Often also, what you release... Now here, Jonah, is where I may need that, that picture. What you release 
he often replaces with something or someone far more valuable. Now, you probably may not can read that, but that little girl is holding a little bitty teddy bear, and she says, but I love it, God. And Jesus has a bigger one behind him and says, just trust me. You see, we don't like the risk factor associated with faith. We like things buttoned down. I know I do. We like the details. You know, I saw something on social media that said, if, if you tell me we need to talk, then we need to talk right now because I have anxiety. I need to know what's going to be said. But, I, but the Lord calls us to trust Him, not merely His methods, and that takes risk. In the words of uh, Elaine Gutter in her book, God But I'm Bored, I want to quote what she says, and this is so true. She says, you can live on bland food so as to avoid an ulcer, drink no tea or coffee, God forbid, or other stimulants in the name of health. You can go to bed early and stay away from the nightlife, avoid all controversial subjects so as to never give offense. You can mind your own business and avoid all involvement in other people's problems. You could spend money only on necessities and save all you can. And you can still break your neck in the bathtub and it will serve you right. What she's saying is, you know what? Life is risk. Trusting God is risk. We are so careful because we're so afraid of risk. We're so uptight. Why? Maybe it's because we're really not trusting God as we should. Now, that's not to suggest that you take foolish risks. But it is to suggest that we release our treasures to the Lord. Because when we do, He has so much more to offer us. We just have to take that first step. When God replaces, He also rewards. When Abraham unbound Isaac and placed the Lord's ram on the altar and saw it consumed by fire, this is what the angel of the Lord said. Genesis 22, 16 through 18. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me. The very fact that we're sitting in here as believers is a fulfillment of what God said right here to Abraham. That every nation on earth will be blessed. Why? Because Abraham took a risk. And sometimes the scariest risk is to trust. But here's why you can be fearful and still trust God. Because he has promised that uh, your return on investment is going to be a hundred times more than you could ever imagine. See, we're not talking about putting money in the stock market. We're talking about giving God everything uh, 
emotionally, materially, spiritually that we have in saying, Lord, you cannot fail. You can't fail. I can trust you. I can release those things I love the most because Abraham said, because the Lord will see to it. At the end of each chapter in the book, The Pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer includes a, a prayer. The chapter titled, The Blessedness of Possessing Nothing, concludes with a prayer that applies to us as we release our treasures for the sake of trusting our God. And this is what A.W. Tozer writes in that chapter. Father, I want to know thee, but my cowardly heart fears to give up its toys. I cannot part with them without inward bleeding, and I do not try to hide from thee the terror of the parting. I come trembling, but I do come. Please root from my heart all those things which I have cherished so long and which have become a very part of my living self, so that thou mayest enter and dwell there without a rival. Then shalt thou make the place of thy feet glorious. Then shall my heart have no need of the sun to shine in it, for thyself wilt be the light of it, and there shall be no night there. In Jesus' name, amen. Candidate Sunday. Let me share with you some news that maybe you don't know. There are more Salvation Army officers retiring than there are going into training. One of our soldiers, Major Patrick, has felt that, that the Lord has laid on his heart 50-50, where he says, you know what, if it's 8.50 in the morning or 8.50 at night, when, it, when the clock gets to that 50th minute, to pray that God would send 50 cadets to the training college. And, and that's a great thing to do. I would Any time that we have a need, we should pray. But let me also say this. If the Salvation Army's main concern is that, then the Lord will see to it. We just have to trust. Whatever you're going through today, we have to trust. I want to close with this song that uh, is, is in your songbook. I knew it was in the one that I had the paper in. And I just want to read to you the words, and, and uh, Evangeline, it's, it's actually, um, it's either, uh, you could use 261 or 260, but I just want to read to you the words of it. When we cannot see our way, let us trust and still obey. He who bids us forward go cannot fail the way to show. Though the sea be deep and wide, though a passage seem denied, Fearless, let us still proceed, since the Lord will safe, is safe to lead. Though it be the gloom of night, though we see no ray of light, since the Lord himself is there, tis not meet that we should fear. Night with him is never night, where he is, there all is light. When he calls us, why delay? They are happy who obey. Be it ours then while we're here, him to follow without fear. Where he calls, there to go, where he bids us that to do. The chorus says, uh, trusting as the moments fly, trusting as the days go by, trusting him whatever befall, trusting Jesus, that is all. I want to ask if you could just play 
that song and as we have our time of commitment and prayer, maybe it's not candidates, maybe it's not officership, but there's maybe something that the Lord is saying to you, I will see to it. I will see to it. And as she plays, I would just invite you, if the Lord tells you to come and pray, this altar is always open, but to come and give that, give your Isaac over to God.